Welcome to Because You Know Dragons. I'm Micah. And I'm Joe. And today we're going to be talking about the dragon from Shrek. I think her name is just Dragon. They didn't give her a real name. 10 out of 10. 100%. There we go. So. A plus. Shrek came out like both during, like during our childhood. So the first one came out in 2001. So the I wonder was, years. I was six when it came out. I don't even seven. Eight. I was old. Eight. Really? Well, I probably was seven if it came out during the year, probably summertime. So probably. I would have been seven. I turned um, eight in December that year. But I mean, we. So I. I don't know what Joe did as far as research for this, but I watched the first three Shrek movies. I've never seen the fourth one. And I've heard that I don't want to, so. I've seen Shrek so many times. Mostly the first two. I've seen the third one a lot of times, too. But I think I've seen one and two, oh, probably at least 40 times a piece. The first one, especially. They're both very good. Shrek is love and Shrek is life, you guys. That's why we wanted to talk about it today. So Shrek boner. So there's a lot of things we can talk about with Shrek. It's... It's such a strange phenomena of a movie that it was hard to not. We couldn't do this podcast without coming to Shrek. Cause Shrek comes from the era of all the other studios trying to be Nin- or not to be Disney and doing a better job than Disney was doing yeah, at the time. Like all the other studios were wanting to be Disney, and Shrek was like, you know what? Here's what's fucked up about Disney. So. Let's just do it our way. Let's do the whole princess thing the way that we DreamWorks are going to do this. And make a ton of subtle adult oh, yeah. dick references. I don't think they meant for Shrek to ever be as successful as it was, but it was. It started this whole... Shrek-nomina. Yeah, it shaped a generation. For better or for worse. So Shrek was actually based off of a children's, like a picture book. Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize that. Um, it's the same basic story as the Shrek, the first Shrek mm-hmm. movie. Shrek's an ogre and goes and saves a princess from a castle. I don't think Lord Farquaad was... Uh, it's been a while since I've read it, but I don't think Lord Farquaad was in it. And I don't even remember if the dragon was in it. But it, Shrek goes, saves Fiona, and they live happily ever after. Um, and they they followed that pretty well. I think they even kept Shrek pretty similar to how he looked in the story. But the movie itself is about an ogre named Shrek. And he lives nice and peacefully in a swamp. And then... Voiced by everyone's favorite horror villain, Michael Myers. <laughs> um, but... One day, Lord Farquaad decides he wants to get rid of all the fairy tale characters so he could can expand his kingdom, and so they all get pushed out onto Shrek's swamp, and Shrek, liking his solitude, decides to he he and Donkey, who Shrek had saved earlier in the movie, go and they go to confront Farquaad, and then Farquaad sends him. Sends them on a quest to save Fiona so that he can marry her and become a true king. 
which isn't how yeah, monarchies work. <laughs> he doesn't understand the basic premise of succession in a monarchy. He would never become king. Like, ugh, that's frustrating. But, but anyway, nobody understands that. So Shrek rescues, goes to rescue Fiona, who's being guarded by this dragon. And well, we are going to talk specifically about the dragon, but we want to give you back context to dragon first. Um, but goes and rescues Fiona. She's this beautiful princess. And, but you find out that at night, Fiona turns into an ogre. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> 17 year old spoilers to a movie everyone's seen. <laughs> and so Shrek doesn't know this until the end when Donkey's. Like, they kind of have this fight because Shrek overhears Donkey and Fiona talking about Fiona being an ogre. And. They think that they they're think... talking about Shrek being ugly and blah, blah, blah. And just common communication problems leads to conflict. And. Yeah. Ugh. And so Fiona goes to marry Farquaad because she, she thinks Shrek's just being a dick when she, he's really mad because he thinks Fiona was talking about him. And then at the end, Donkey comes and talks to Shrek and is like, hey, she wasn't talking about you. She was talking about herself. And so they go and rescue, go and interrupt her marriage and or her wedding, I guess. And then the dragon eats Lord Farquaad and they all live happily ever after as far as the first movie goes. Um, and then the second movie, they they meet Fiona's parents, and I mean more. Yeah, I don't, I don't as know far if we as really needing more context. As far as furthering the plot, it doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah. And then Shrek three, they Shrek doesn't want to rule the kingdom. Like Fiona's dad's dying, so they go and find Fiona's cousin to rule the kingdom and in, in their place. So I mean, that's the three that are. I, I don't know what happens in Shrek 4. I, I think there's more ogres, but... Yeah, it's it doesn't really advance anymore. Dragon. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what role Not dragon for, plays in that. But. For our needs, at least. So, as far as dragon, though, she's the one that is guarding Fiona in the tower. She So Fiona's in the, the highest room in the tallest tower of this dilapidated castle that's like guarded by this moat of lava yeah it's basically in the middle of a volcano and in there like actually guarding her to make sure she doesn't just leave and cross the bridge is this huge fire breathing dragon and i, I forgot how big she was mm -hmm. well at least in those scenes it's kind of one of those uh I don't, she, Weird. They, they scale her a little bit differently depending on where she is. A little bit, but she's still, like, massive compared to everyone else. And I think uh, I think that's also something important to talk about, as uh, Eddie Murphy says as Donkey. Oh, you're a girl dragon! Right. That is, that's important. Right. I think a lot of the dragons that we think about are... We often think about them as male. Like, we talked about Smaug and Spike and Ridley. And, and masculinity and associated. Yeah, uh, that plays a role in all of their parts. But this dragon is a female dragon, and that plays a large part in her role, especially in the later two movies. Um, 
the only like she has like lipstick and like her coloration too is pink more yeah, pink she's a bright yeah. red um is she i mean i guess she's a little more of a muted red but she's colors that would be i i think they're more yeah i mean she has some eyelashes and some lipstick but beyond that like there's nothing that she doesn't have like dragon titties or anything she's uh, 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 uh. dragon's milk yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean she's just a dragon and i i think that's as far as femininity goes i think that's I think that's something that a lot of, that's a lot of what this movie does is subverting your expectations as far as, as far as characters go. She, she's a dragon, but she's not, she acts ferocious, but, and, and she is, she fucking just eats the villain, just straight up, straight up eats him. And, but she's also very loving and tender and it subverts what you think a dragon should do um yeah her and then her relationship to donkey when they first meet donkey smooth talks her is trying to yeah a way to get out of the situation he's in but, being captured by her yeah and it was entirely just to get away from her but she and this i think is also a very important that i don't think i noticed until the, the most recent time that i watched this she is very, yes, she's very flirty, but there's also, as far, as far as, we're in, a, we're in a time right now where consent is a very hot topic and we want to, like, consent is key and we don't want to She's very forward. <laughs> she is very forward and you can hear Donkey in this scene saying no and she's still, the only reason that she didn't kiss him when donkey didn't want her to kiss him is because shrek accidentally fell and knocked donkey out of the way and she ended up kissing shrek on the ass instead of her ass on the ass kissing the ass (laughs) Um, so i I think that's very important that they show that though because it also shows us this contrast with her later in the movie when she is able to escape from this castle because with fiona not there anymore her entire purpose at that castle is is gone she well, doesn't have her purpose anymore her food supply too she was eating all the nights trying to come get fiona right. so there's no more food too and a more you uh, more utilitarian standpoint or just the access to food like practically right. speaking she just ha- she has to go out and find food now so like at the Towards the end of the movie, after, like, Shrek is back at a swamp and, like, Donkey doesn't know what to do anymore because he and Shrek just had this fight. Like, Donkey's just wandering around and he just, like, just finds Dragon there. Just, she's depressed moping. and moping and crying. Yeah. And she's, it's a complete 180 of what she was early in the movie because she's very timid now and it... She- Probably like an existential crisis. Yeah. What do I do? At this point, they're actually able to start to form this relationship that was very one-sided at the beginning of the movie, but is actually Donkey and Dragon together realizing, hey, we like each other. 
So I think that's really interesting as far as, like, you think of dragons, like, at the big, like, in the context of how she was at the beginning of the movie, very ferocious, very getting what she wants. She takes what she wants, and she's got, she has her hoard of treasure, and it's her treasure, and Donkey is her treasure now. And then it becomes a mutual thing later on. So I think that's really, not not necessarily humanizing her, but because she's a dragon, but... Or it just softens her up. Yeah. Softens her up a little bit from the gruff, eat-everybody exterior. It's it's interesting, though, that most of their relationship takes place off-screen in all the really movies. It really does. Because um, the second one... The second one, she's not even in it until, until a post-credit like, yeah. scene. Because they, it kind of like what sets them up that they're on like an off period. Yeah. So like at the beginning of the movie, this is one, this is a really great line that you don't get when you're a child in 2004, I think is when it came out. So I would have been nine years old. So at nine years old, I didn't get this line, but he says something about, um, dragon's been moody lately, which when you, when you're a woman and when a man and a woman love each other very much, they make a wish. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how donkeys and dragons make wishes. Yeah, That's... we'll talk about that. So, at the end of the movie in this post credit scene, you find out Dragon had been pregnant and... That's why she was all moody, is because she was going through mood swings and her body's all out of whack because there were dragon-donkey hybrids growing inside of her. Um, but Donkey at the beginning of the movie doesn't realize this because he's not the smartest of characters. So he just... I'm a flying talking donkey. <laughs> so he's just like, yeah, Dragon and I are on a break right now because she's a little moody, right? A little moody. She's changed. And in in the post-credit scene, she shows up with the little dragon donkey babies. So, and then movie three, she's in it. She's in it pretty consistent in movie three. Yeah. She kind of sits in the background for the most part. She She's hard to incorporate into the main plot in most of these movies. Yeah. Um, outside of the first one. She, because, I don't know, in this one, though, she serves as kind of a lookout because Shrek and Donkey have gone off on their quest. And so Fiona's there. She finds out at the beginning of the movie that she is pregnant. And so you have Dragon there as this kind of motherly figure who she's gone through this and has her dragon donkey babies and she knows the pains of childbirth <laughs> and being a mother so like throughout you you see her being this great mother towards these children she's keeping them in line and she's also being guard dragon and she's doing a lot in the background um but like she doesn't do a lot of major stuff like she doesn't eat a villain in this one or Anything like that, but no, she, she does in the third one, doesn't she? she eat? Do. No, maybe not. No, For some f- reason, I thought she ate um, Prince Charming, but I, I don't. Know. Maybe that's not. I true. don't know. Maybe that was some false memory I made up. Because I know she it eats Farquaad, is. but I don't. Oh, do they? They must. I thought they made some sort of reference to Farquaad being. I don't know. Maybe I I'm, know. I'm probably making stuff up again. But so she really. She's one of the most memorable parts of the movies for me is, especially the first one, definitely not in it as much as I had remembered her. She's... No, she's not 
really that big of a character. Maybe one of the reasons why she is so memorable for me is because of the dragon donkey hybrids that come up, which I really want to talk about. Uh, okay. We have to. Ex- well, let's move. It. We can move into the explicit section. So yeah, we're gonna again, just like with the dragonfly episode, we're gonna. If it wasn't in a W already, it is right now. Um, so at the end of of Shrek two, like post credit scene is when Dragon and Donkey get together again and reunite. Um, Donkey's like sitting on the stage, this stage in far far away where this, like, final battle had happened earlier in the movie. Um, and he's singing, singing something about being alone. Like, singing, like, one is the loneliest number, or something like that. Some some song about being lonely. And then Dragon shows up and he gets excited because he hasn't seen her in so long. And then, while they're talking, the dragon babies fly in. And... They they are adorable. I will but say, also but hideous. Also, non. So uh, the why way, do they exist? So the dragon donkey babies. They are like the body of donkeys, but they have dragon wings for the most part. Yeah. And they also breathe fire, I think, in the third yeah, one. Yeah, and they have some scaly parts. Yeah, like, they have, like, a dragon tail and dragon wings, but... They're hideous chimeran beings. Which begs the question of... How? What the fuck? How did this happen? Well, if one, if one assumes that dragons reproduce like reptiles... Yeah. One would assume that they have cloaca, and that's how they swap genetic material. Yeah. But donkeys. But donkeys do are their mammals, mammals, so. Do you, does you put the lime in the coconut, and this should this would never happen in the but donkeys so small, and dragons yeah, so large. Yeah. So did he, did dragon like lay her eggs and donkey jizz on the eggs, or did no. No, I don't. It's, I don't know enough about science to, like, I know this could never happen because the DNA science, and I don't understand species and genus yeah, they, class order. They would be too far apart. They'd be too far ha- far too apart far for this apart. actually to be able to happen. But if like, they were real. how would this happen? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And how does one raise? donkey dragon babies do you raise them like donkeys do you raise them they mostly exhibit dragon like characteristics for the most part they're more dragon yeah, than they are they don- they look more like donkey than they do like a dragon but they act more like yeah. dragon than they do like donkey so don't give you that you can like there's no question of who's the daddy and who's the mommy? Unless like, there's not... other talking donkeys. Unless there's other to- talking donkeys in the land. But I think, given context clues of the fact that 
Donkey, like, she became moody while Donkey was there. Donkey is definitely their father. But... I think it's best not to dwell to dwell on donkey dragon reproduction for too long. It's it hurts inside to think yeah. about. My so, brain hurts. I don't know. I think we're going to go back to like actually talking about the movie and stuff. I think for the most part, at least Shrek 1, Shrek 2 had some kind of off-colored jokes that I don't think hold up as well. Had some jokes about Well, they're more they're more about pop culture. They're more well, date. They can date themselves yes. a lot more. Well, like the first movie was just mostly about about the idea of what beauty is and it, about beauty coming from inside rather than if you're an ogre, you're ugly. If you're a princess, you're pretty. It, and the second one also has those ideas because it has to do with like Dre- Don or fuck Shrek goes and drinks this potion to make him and Fiona beautiful mm-hmm. so that she doesn't have to live as an ogre anymore. And Donkey also drinks this, which makes me wonder what happens to What happens to Dragon? To dragon? I was just going to bring that up. What does happen? And why is that never brought up? Yeah. Does that make that easier between them? Yeah, I what? don't know. Because... Does that affect the babies? Because you know it affects Donkey because he turns into this beautiful white mm-hmm. stallion and... We never find out what happens to the dragon. Does she turn into a pegasus? Or does she also turn into a horse? What happens with her? Yeah, I don't know. Now that I know to think about it. I, there was a part in it that, like, they're at this this tavern where all, like, the fairy tale villains gather. And one of the ugly stepsisters for, from Cinderella is there. And... The, the what is supposed to be funny about it is she's very masculine and has a, a man is voicing her and the way they treat that character is very like it's it doesn't that part itself doesn't hold up well I think the movie if they had just taken that joke out and just had an ugly stepsister well, they, they treat her just like yeah, later Just like on, a woman, like, though. I they don't do. Know if I think they treat the character. I think in the second one, they, they, they make a point of making a comment a lot more. And then in Shrek three, I think they do treat her exactly the same as they would treat anybody else. I don't think that part holds up as well. I think it's important that they have that there, but I think they made more jokes about it and that kinds of things in the later movies than they did in Shrek. Well, 1. how about the the uh, the wolf and the three little pigs he also is always I mean, he's just a cross dresser though yeah they he's don't not... they don't make a point like with the wolf the wolf is always in the grandma's mm-hmm. clothing and stuff which it goes back to like little red riding hood like the fairy tale who the wolf eats grandma and puts on her nightgown and stuff and waits for little red riding hood in grandma's bed and in in this, like the wolf is always in grandma's nightgown. He mm-hmm. which and they don't bring it up. They don't say Oh, you cross dressing wolf or whatever. Whatever I mean that uh, but like like there's some jokes like they they're trying to get Pinocchio to lie and so they say Oh, say so you're wearing ladies underwear <laughs> and it doesn't 
get his nose to grow. And so they make this huge joke about how he's wearing women's underwear, which maybe personally just because culture has changed and stuff, I don't think that's as funny as that. Like, when I was nine years old, I thought that was really funny and hilarious, but as far as humor now, I don't know. I think that it's still kind of chuckle-worthy, but then you're like, oh, whatever. This is life. Maybe he wants to wear ladies' underwear. So... I think you're thinking a little bit too hard Maybe I'm thinking too hard into this children's movie, but I think Shrek 1 doesn't have as many jokes like that, and I think it doesn't rely on that kind of humor. I don't know. It has some risque humor. It has some risque humor. Like, it makes jokes about... Maybe he's compensating for something. (laughs) He's a man of... In short... So, I think, yeah. as far as movies go, I think Shrek 1 holds up a lot better than the later ones. Because... Oh, it's just the original, too. It's a new, novel idea. The second one, like I said, I think it relies more on pop culture references than the first one does. Definitely, definitely. And I think that ages it a little bit. Anytime you bring pop culture references into mm-hmm. the mix. Unless you're, like, referring to pop culture that is already older than, than you. Which but... it does some, but... I think, I think it, a lot of it refers to, because like yeah. at the one of the post credits things that it does is far far away idol. They do like they have Simon Cowell, Simon. which is just like this. Just for the DVD release of the movie, they had Simon Cowell voice himself and had mm-hmm. like little clips of all the different characters singing a song, and then you got to pick which one you liked the best, and they all ended with. Simon Cowell saying, no, I'm the winner. Yeah, it, like, I think that one, it does too much of that. Deviates more from the um, individual nature, because they bring in more, um, more fairy tale creatures from other already known, like Puss in in Boots is already an established character from other stories, so. So, I think... As far, and like as far as dragon goes, dragon's just a dragon. Like, yeah. it's not Generic a, dragon. It's not a dragon from any one specific fairy tale. So I think because of that, they both had a lot of room to do whatever they wanted with her. Mm-hmm. But they also didn't have this framework of, oh, well, Pinocchio lies, so we can have jokes yeah, about. Yeah, certain character deals. Nothing so, that she really had to do. I think they didn't. They didn't have that framework for mm-hmm. her. So I think because of that, they didn't really develop her character as well as they could have. Yeah, that, that's probably true. So I think, I don't know, I think we've, we're at a point we can probably give her a rating, would yeah, you say? Yeah, I think we probably, like we said, she doesn't appear very much in those movies. But she's definitely an important part of pop culture, so. Mm-hmm. As is Shrek in general. Oh, yeah. Shrek is love and life. Oh, gosh. <laughs> if you haven't seen those videos, um, the Shrek, there's some videos called Shrek is love, Shrek is life. Um, just to go on a little tangent. Um, I don't know if I want to recommend them to you or not, but... No. Yeah. Don't ruin your internet They're experience. on YouTube. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um... So, I don't know, what would you give Dragon as a rating? Oh, definitely eight and a half. She's your 
She's definitely the stereotypical dragon. See, I would give her less than that. I, I love her dearly. I think she's a very important dragon, but I think because she oh, because she's so generic? Be, yeah, because she wasn't given this room to grow, and she's not in... I, th- I think she could have had a much larger impact on the movies than she did. I would I would give her seven and a half. I oh, would still wow. give her a very... I would st- still give her a high... Like, above the halfway point, but... Well, if we're rating her based on her impact in the stuff, and as like, a character, I, I'd give her lower, like a six. Right. But in, like, how she emanates dragonness, I'm definitely an eight and a half. I, I would, Very dragonly. I know. Either way, I would give her a seven and a half. Because we, they don't explore her drag... In the first one, they definitely do. But later on, they don't explore the fact that she is a dragon. I anyway, can. so seven and a half for me. I'll give her eight and a half. Eight and a half for Joe. I'm feeling I'm feeling generous after denying Ridley dragon points in <laughs> lieu of alien points. So, if you guys agree with us or not, let us know on Twitter. We're at BYK Dragons. Um, I get I try I'm not very good at social media, but I try and get on there quite a bit and interact with all y'all. So, let us know what you guys would rate rate Dragon. Um, or you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Micah underscore I guess. Uh, you can follow me on Meverse, but you can also follow me on Twitter at Joe underscore the underscore wolf. Like all my cool nerdy jokes, help me try to get Capcom make a Resident Evil Legacy collection, retweet all my tweets. <laughs> Except we can't follow you on Meverse anymore because Meverse is dead. I know, that was, the, Nintendo that was the joke. It. That was the joke. Like my MySpace <laughs> page and all my... <laughs> so... you. Like I said, you can follow us on those. Um, we also have an email. So if there's anything that, if you want to request another social media platform for us to get on or request another podcast app that you want to hear our podcast on, you can email us at becauseyouknowdragons at gmail.com. Find us in your local um, n- newspaper and or phone book. <laughs> um, you can uh, find us every other week on Google Play, iTunes, and those were, those their podcast Pod- apps, <laughs> words stopped working for me right there. Podcast compendium. Podcast libraries. Yeah. If there's other... So those, and as well as SoundCloud. Um, and our theme song is Heart of the Dragon by Dragon Force from their album Valley of the Damned. So please go download that. Um, support them because they are a very good band it's and download it legally like pay for their album and stuff yeah don't do anything illegal ever (laughs) why are you doing that quit doing that quit downloading i know you're downloading stuff illegally right now stop so anyway that's all we've got for today but until next time because you you know know, dragons Maybe one of the ugly stepsisters is also in drag, dragon? No. 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 No.